is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast hello everyone and welcome to episode 45 of the graveyard grumbler podcast i am your host tina romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler and today i have an amazingly special guest on the show today i don't know if amazingly is a good word but i like it i'm gonna keep using it I have Eve S. Evans. She is an author and well, I'm not going to screw anything up like I just mentioned to her. So I will let her introduce herself. Eve. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, I have 16 published novels that are true ghost story anthologies. And I run four podcasts now and possibly another venture that I'm not going to mention yet until it's more secured. That's awesome. Yeah. I I won your Shadow People book on your Instagram, which I have read a few times over. And my favorite one by far so far is the by accident with the nurses where they uh, the nurse saw the shadow person in her apartment and then saw it in her side mirror, rear view mirror. And then there was a car accident shortly after seeing her, seeing the, the shadow person. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is, that's a really good one. So out of curiosity, yeah, that, you know, uh, out of curiosity with the, I've had a, a few conversations with my sister about shadow people do you think that the the hat man is like, like mentioned in the book is it is he death or is he just one of the the soldiers or workers for death or is it just a co an eerie coincidence that people end up getting hurt really bad whenever shadow people are around you know i i don't know what he is i don't know what most of them are i've read different articles about all of them i've I've seen the hat man in a dream I had when I was six and I did not know what he was then. And then I've seen the old hag screaming in my face when I woke up from sleep paralysis. Oh wow! And I wish I knew why, honestly, but there's so many different, I know that I've looked up the scientifics of sleep paralysis. So I know um, basically your body emits a chemical when you go to sleep and it paralyzes you. And if you wake up before it's worn off, then you're paralyzed and disoriented and you can hallucinate. And so they attribute most of these sightings to hallucinations, um, being your body being under that chemical. But I do feel like it has some significance. I don't think anything bad happened when I had the hat man dream per se in my life. But I had a lot of turmoil going on when I saw the old hag. Like I was going through a divorce and stuff like that. So I, I think they are attached to negative things, but I don't know if they're death per se. I think that might just be a coincidence. It could just be that they're a negative apparition, you know, Right. that's fed your energy, attracted to negative energy. Yeah. And do you have uh, reoccurring experiences or dreams with the old hag or the, the hat man? Um, I had a couple of reoccurring ones when I was a child of the hat man. I have not had one. And then the old hag wasn't really a dream. I, I don't remember what I dreamed about. I know it was terrifying. And I woke up and I was in a pitch black room and she was darker than the room. Oh, shoot. And she was screaming with her mouth really open. Like, I mean, like eight inches, 10 inches open wide, like abnormally screaming at the top of her lungs in my face. And it scared me. I don't sleep. I'm. I'm going to let everybody know that I'm a pussy. <laughs> I actually have to sleep with a light on every night when I go to sleep. I will not sleep in the dark ever again after that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Shoot, that's I would sleep with all the lights on too. That would 
I know some people are like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it was like, oh man, my son was like, hmm, so like eight years ago and I still sleep with some sort of light on. Well, yeah, that's terrifying. I mean, there's certain things where, where you just can't, it's not something you can just wake up and say, oh, I'm going to shake it off. It's not a big deal. I mean, you hear it, feel it. And the feeling of, of the terrifying dread every time the lights are off at night. Yeah. That's, that's a good reason for you to keep the lights on just so you can feel secure and have some sort of a peaceful rest. Yeah. Well, I haven't had night terror, sleep paralysis. Um, I lived in a haunted house after that house. I lived in that house with my ex and then I lived in a way more haunted house after that, that actually got me into writing and looking for answers. But, um, that house, I had sleep paralysis and night terrors like every other night for two and a half years. Oh, wow. Are so you... I never saw shadow people, but I was terrified to sleep. Yeah. That, yeah. Does that, uh, are you sensitive towards that? I can't think of the words is, uh, like mediums and, what what is what is that other word? My sister and I talked about it. Uh, oh, there's there's empaths. That's what I am. Okay, that's what the word was. And there's different types of empaths. I don't know all of them yet because I just found out I'm an empath a year ago. But I don't call myself psychic because I don't know everything. I'm not like one of those people that is turned on all the time. Oh okay. But I get feelings like I have predicted. My mom got in a car accident, and I just had a feeling I needed to go home. And I got home and she'd been in a car accident. I was 15. And then I get weird numbers that come to my head sometimes. And I have no idea what they mean. Those actually haven't happened for a couple of years now. It used to happen all the time. So we were watching Super Bowl. This is not paranormal at all. But we were watching Super Bowl with my ex-husband. And I was like 41 or 43 was stuck in my head. And I'm like, dude, the winning score is going to be 43 with Green Bay. And they're like... Him, he was there with his brother and his brother's wife. And they all looked at me and they're like, what? And this is like two minutes into the first quarter. But the number just wouldn't get out of my head. And so I'm like, I think they're going to win at this. And they totally did. And at the end of the game, everybody looked at me and they're like, are you kidding me? Oh, you should have bet on that. And I was like, <laughs> well, I always know if it's right, though. You know, or if that's what that number actually means. But, yeah, numbers are kind of a thing for me. And then I get feelings, um, especially with paranormal. When I do investigations, I can feel negative things. I don't see them a lot, per se, but I can feel them. And I know they're there. But I also don't turn myself on a lot because I'm still learning how to protect myself. And they seem to follow me. And so until I know better how to protect myself, I'm not going to throw myself out there 100%. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't that open you up for like torment and and just uneasiness yeah. all the time? I'm not super. So when I read stuff about exorcisms and stuff, I'm not saying I don't believe in it, but I think some of it might be exaggerated. But that could also happen if I open myself up and I'm not protected. So I just don't open. Up. When you lived in the in the haunted houses, did that help you realize that how sensitive you were and and kind of uh, steer you more to, to investigating the paranormal? Well, I definitely was the most haunted. So we, I got remarried and he had two kids and I had two kids and then we had a son together and we blended our families in a house that was new, fairly new. So you don't think it'll be haunted, right? Right. Um, most of the things there happened to me. Some things happened to him or other kids were there when they happened. But whatever it was seemed to be targeting me. 
And it was also a year where my biological dad, I'm adopted. So I had adopted parents that raised me from birth. And then I met my biological parents. My biological dad killed himself that May. And then my mom died. My mom that raised me died that December. So it was hard. I was dealing with this haunted house and there was a lot of big life events that happened for me while I lived there too. And I was very terrified to sleep. We had banging on our wall in the middle of the night that was coming from our son's room who was six months old and he slept in a crib that wasn't even close to the wall. Oh, wow. And there was nothing in his closet, but like one shirt hanging on a hanger. So, cause everything was in his crib and drawers. So there was nothing that could make the wall shake like that. And it shook so hard and banged on it like a cop knock that it shook our entire bed in the middle of the night, multiple occasions. So that scared me because, you know, it's scary to wake up that way. And then the sleep paralysis and the night terrors, and it wasn't just me. My husband would have sleep paralysis and night terrors at least once a week. And then I would have them like every other night. So we started watching out for each other in the middle of the night, like listening for each other. If we were struggling, trying to get out of it, you know, be there for each other. Yeah. So we came out. Um, the One of the first things that happened when we lived there is, so the house layout was, it has one of those rooms when you first walk in the house that you don't know what the heck to do with. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like a little tiny open room and then you go to the living room and then there's the kitchen and in between the living room and the kitchen is the stairs that goes upstairs. So we're sitting on the couch and it's facing the stairs watching TV at like one o'clock in the morning. Well, obviously we have exes and we share kids back and forth and we hear my daughter was three or four at the time. And so she's scared to go to the bathroom at night, even with the hall light on. So she'd run to the bathroom and then run back to her room and we hear da 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 down the hallway and then da 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 back to the room. And we're like, oh, okay, it's just Crystal going potty. And then we looked at each other like, wait, there's no other kids here but David. Oh, shoot. And he's six months old and can't walk. So we <laughs> sat there for a minute and then we went upstairs and looked and there obviously there was nothing. But it was totally kid footsteps. It was not an adult. It was like a little kid. So that was the first thing that was odd. And then my kids had a claw machine from Walmart, like one of those tiny ones. And it played uh, clown music. And then the claw would get closer to dropping it, go faster. And I'm downstairs working it in the middle of the day. My son's napping and it goes off in my kids' room. And I'm kind of freaked out, but I go in, I'm like, oh, maybe it's plugged in. It's like glitching out. So I unplugged it. Went back downstairs about, you know, 10 minutes or so later, it goes off again. So this time I call my husband and I'm like, dude, I unplugged this thing and it's going off. He's like, take the batteries out. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Took the batteries out. Went back downstairs, like, okay, it's all good. Ten minutes later, it went off again. Oh. And I called him freaking out. I'm like, dude, now I know this thing has no juice. Like, what is going on? So we got rid of that. And there would be doors that opened. I would leave. We had under the door uh, storage door, and it would be wide open. And I was the only one home. I'd go run to the store and come home, and it'd be, like, wide open. I don't know. Other doors in the bathroom I, I don't know I can't remember everything like there was stuff all the time Jesus. and the girls saw shadow people in the bedroom at the end of the hallway we had all three girls in one room because it was huge and they saw shadow people at night and they didn't tell me because they thought I wouldn't believe them I guess because I didn't tell them what happened to me yeah 
a lot the of kids evil. a lot of kids feel like they can't share that stuff because they they would we like the adults wouldn't believe them or oh you're crazy you're crazy well no you need to share stuff like that so we can help protect you and figure out what the hell's going on don't don't keep it from us that's that's stuff that needs to be yeah. shared Golly. so when when you moved out of that house did did stuff keep following you there or was it just the house itself I think it was the house itself because we bought a house. So my mom passed away and then I bought a house and we lived there for like three and a half years and there was nothing weird there at all. You know, I mean, when we did first move in, the lights would flicker, but I think that was my mom. So other than that, I didn't really think there was anything creepy there at all. And then I moved into this place and it's lightly haunted. I don't want to, like, I don't know. I don't want to acknowledge it completely because I know it can get worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you pay attention to it, then it's like, oh, okay, now you know I'm here, so we're just going to party all night now. Now that you know we're here. Yeah, so <laughs> I've caught EVPs here, um, obviously. I've shared them on Instagram. I've caught quite a few. Um, I had a little boy giggle in my kitchen when I didn't have any kids here the other night. And my dog, I thought it was crazy. I was like, did I really hear that? Maybe it's windy outside or something. And my dog was at alert on the couch. She had her head up and I'm like, okay, maybe she heard something too. And then she went back down and I'm like, okay, whatever. Then it happened again. And she hopped off the couch and ran towards the kitchen. and was like growling. And I'm like, yeah, that was there. So then I recorded and I went back and edited and I got a man saying, Hey, hi, I'm here. And it wasn't a kid. So there's that. So when, <laughs> when you, when you have stuff like that, do you, what do you do to help protect the house? I mean, uh, my sister and I, she, my sister is a, is a, a healer or a curandera and what she calls herself. She's a, she calls herself a witch, uh, a bruja. And she deals with a lot of uh, paranormal and stuff like that as well. And her and I had several conversations about different ways to help protect yourself. And of course, I mean, the, the cure all, not, I wouldn't say cure all, but the number one thing that always pops pops up is that. Uh, saging your house and having it blessed do you think that that would work for what's going on in your house since it's real low since like it's a real mild uh, haunting or stir up i should say yes i think it might i mean i got some crystals and i have crystals around um i've never tried crystals before and honestly i've been really busy so i have not even checked them you reminded me to go check them to see if they're actually clouded over or anything yeah that's so now I'm going to open my bag on your show. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll wait for the big reveal. The reveal. <laughs> I know. Um, I have a friend that does um, witchcraft stuff too. So she gave me some. They aren't completely clouded over, but they aren't completely clear anymore either. Well, that's good and so bad. That one's really clouded over. This one is like super clouded over. See, and now There's still some that aren't clouded over at all in here too though and now because of the big reveal you have uh, motivated me towards having a video podcast now oh so nice <laughs> you're like we have to see to see these things well some of them are still completely clear but some of them are there's about three that are completely clouded over some that are half and there's like two or three that aren't clouded at all but they were at the bottom so you expl if you can explain a little bit, because I'm still really new and uneducated on all the ways the crystals and sage and everything works exactly. So it, can you explain to me uh, so I can understand? What, uh, so when it's clouded, what are we supposed to do? Well, honestly, I'm new to it, too. I used to think crystals were 
I'd be like, hey, 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 you're using crystals. Okay. <laughs> you know, personal choice. But I kind of was like, all right, I'll try anything. I just feel like, you know, low key. Um, I guess they, they come clear. And if there's negative energy, they slowly absorb the negative energy out of your home. And so they will cloud over as they absorb the negative energy. Oh, okay. And then would you just so, get rid of them? Just throw them away or burn them or? Yes. You oh. get rid of them. Oh, okay. They will absorb the negative energy out of your home and then you rid of them. And so it looks like it is absorbing some sort of energy. So um, I was actually podcasting with James one night and we were doing it on my couch. And I have a fish tank in the kitchen behind me. And he said he saw a shadow person walk in front of the fish tank. Oh, my God. And he was, like, staring all oddly. And I'm like, why are you staring like that? And he's like, I just saw a shadow walk in front of the fish tank. I'm like, really? So I had two bags. So I took one bag, and that's where that one's been sitting, is over by the fish tank that I just opened. And it's a little bit clouded over. But there's been things. There's nothing sad, per se, here like the other house, except for the night. There was, like, a pizza box incident that we had pizza me and my girls we were here alone and something moved the pizza box next to my daughter while she's standing next to it and i like freaked her out yeah. and i think i recorded after that too and i don't remember what it said after that though because i've done so many evps <laughs> but then i went up to my room to change my clothes into pajamas and my daughter had shut my door because she has a cat and i'm not allergic but i get allergies a little bit so I don't like it in my room. So she t- shut my door and I went up there, walked in my room and immediately it was just like this negative. It scared the crap out of me. I've never felt anything that negative before in my life. And so I screamed for my oldest daughter to come in there because I didn't want to turn around and walk out because I didn't want to turn my back to it, but I didn't want to walk in anymore either. I was just freaked out. Golly. There was something super evil in my room for a minute and I haven't felt that since, but I didn't like that. No. That's about the worst thing that's happened here so far. And that's supposed to be your, your safe haven inside your room. And that's the one of the worst things I think would be trying to go in and feeling uneasy and scared in your own safe haven. That's the shitty part. Yeah. And my doesn't help either because my kids like to use my bathtub because I have this really huge jacuzzi tub that came with this house. And so they take my dog upstairs in my room <laughs> when they take a bath because they won't bathe up there alone because they're freaked out a little bit about the house. But um, my daughter said she's seen shadow people walk into my room. Oh, my gosh. From the hallway and my oldest daughter. And then one time, sometimes she'll, like, sleep in bed with me. We'll have, like, a girl's night. And she's 14. So she was up there waiting for me because I, I have another job, a day job. And I was working, finishing up working. And she like came running down and she will not be in my room without me now because she heard whispering under my bed. And I'm like, really? Oh my gosh. Like I've never heard that, but she won't be in my room alone now. She refuses. And so, I mean, I have to feel like I believe her, you know, but yeah. it's never happened to me. So I'm a little skeptical, but I mean, obviously she freaked out. So I don't know. But anyway, there's things that, but nothing bad. Well, that's good that nothing's bad. One of my cure-alls for the whole, and whenever I hear about haunted houses, is just to burn the damn thing down. Uh, my sister always says that that's not a good thing because sometimes it'll follow you. But, I mean, it's fire and it's going to get rid of stuff, at least I would think. But apparently it's not financially uh, what is it, wise to People, burn your house yeah. down. <laughs> you really want to get an arson charge. <laughs> so, yeah, that huh, kind of shattered my dreams. <laughs> 
So your sister is a bruja. I've heard of that. Why don't you explain to me what that is? Oh, and so what it is is that she is a uh, what is that called? A, and I she I, she scolded me for using white and black magic because she said it's not about it's the goodness of the heart and it's all positive affirmations and. She's able to fill evil spirits and bats, I mean, good spirits and evil spirits. And so what she would do is being a, a bruja, a witch, would be to use, use what it is to try to manage the, well, how does she put it? She said that she would want to use her, her magic pretty much on deflecting and keeping the evilness to a minimum, if not get rid of them period altogether because at, at my mom's house she, the house is really haunted and she's been you know she learned it from my mom and, and realized that her, of her gifts and how magical she is in in as far as the the witchcraft goes so she's all powerful healing to try to heal people so they won't have the negative energy follow them to try to find a better path so they can let go of all the negativity so they won't be haunted with with things that that are attracted to the negativity like how you mentioned earlier when there was like a lot of negativity and a lot of, uh, what is that called? Like bad juju pretty much at that house that you lived in that was really haunted. And then when you were yeah. younger, yeah, when you were younger, when you had those really bad uh, experiences in your life to where you had the shadow person and the old hag come at you. So as her, she uses her, her witchcraft to help heal and, and uh, rid of the negative energy so you can live a better non-tormented life pretty much. And she uses crystals, she uses sage, she does tarot readings, and uh, she does not use her, her gifts for evil, and not, she doesn't tell the future, she doesn't prete- uh, predict love and, and breakups or anything like that. She can just, you know, but with the tarot readings and the help of crystals and all this other stuff that, that she uses in her practices to help make you a better person so you won't be haunted and tormented. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And for a long time, I was skeptical on it until, you know, a lot of my family members were, were uh, talking to her, getting some advice. And then uh, some of the uh, mutual friends that we have, they told me about the stuff that she does and that it actually helped her and worked and or helped them and worked uh, working with her. So I had her on the show and we talked about it and it, it opened my eyes to kind of like how you were with the crystals at the beginning, you know, like, oh, well, hey, that's your personal choice. And then when she filled me in and what she does, I'm like, oh, so it's not, you're not full of crap and you're not just, you know, doing it for, you know, out of boredom, you're actually doing something because this is how you feel. You receive messages and you can uh, sense evil and, and help protect people from getting uh, messed up pretty much by, by entities that are unseen. So I have a whole new respect for, well, you know, my sister calling, uh, calling herself a bruja. So it was, it was pretty nice. enlightened. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's yeah. like it's crazy that that stuff like that is is real because I've only seen it on TV or read about it, and you're like, ah, oh, they're like, they're exaggerating. Like you mentioned about the exorcisms, it's how how much of it is actually true, and then when you know someone who's very passionate and is actually doing legit stuff to help people from being tormented, you're like, oh damn, high five. That's that's pretty awesome. Made me you know more of a believer than I was before. Yeah, I actually have a friend. Wendy Stanton Phillips and um I've interviewed her twice on my my shows uh she does ghost hunting too and she's also been on ghost adventures a psychic but she participated in exorcism and she messaged me on Facebook this is when we first started being friends so we weren't super close yet but she's like I just did this exorcism and I need to talk to somebody I'm like okay and she's like oh my gosh I am like so much 
you know, I just saw so much stuff and like, I don't know how to process it. And so I tried to help her process it the best I could because I've never witnessed an exorcism. And I didn't, you know, obviously I'm not like the biggest believer in it, but I do feel like the house I lived in had a possibility of possessing me at some point. I felt like it was making me weaker and weaker. And I don't know if that was just to scare me or eventually, you know, whatever. So I do feel like it's possible that there's things that are so evil they can do that. But I don't feel like it's probably to the extent of TV where their heads rotate around and they throw up on everybody. I really don't (laughs) think that's possible (laughs) without you dying. So, um, but yeah, I do feel like knowing people, you know, the more I get people to reach out for their stories for my books and stuff that there's more stuff I haven't heard, you know, it opens your eyes to everything. And I like that because I feel like I'm not alone after this journey. You know, I had something traumatic happen, a house I lived in. I had my ex's house was a little bit haunted before that with the old hat and stuff, but not like that house. That house was terrible. When uh, you get it, when you interview people or talk to people about their experiences, does anything shock you? Like, whoa, what the hell? Or is it kind of like, damn, you're another person in this category, you know, like shadow people experiences or uh, horribly haunted entity category, you know, where, where so many people have similar experiences. Do, do you ever get shocked to where you're just lost for words and just, just wow. Yeah. Sometimes I interviewed a psychic on one of my shows and he's a psychic medium. And I mean, I, I get feelings and stuff and I don't, I mean, I've seen a couple things. Okay. But I also don't open myself up a hundred percent. I really want to learn how to protect myself so I can and then see what I'm really made of. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but this guy was seeing demons when he was like four years old and they just come to him. God. He actually shares a house with a dead old guy <laughs> that built the house back in like the 1920s or so. And he, and when he bought the house, there was a picture of the guy there and that's the guy that he sees. And he was like talking to him during our interview. And I'm like, this is a little strange. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. But yeah, sometimes, you know, it can be different, but I feel like this has definitely opened my eyes to, especially with the politics of this year, that everybody has their own opinion and we should just respect that because we don't live everybody's experiences. So we can keep a closed mind and just say, that's not possible, but we're not them. We don't live what they live. Maybe they're totally justified in what they believe or think. Like we didn't experience them, you know? 100% agree on that. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's well said. So, I mean, exorcism, sure. They probably happen. I mean, people tell me they see cryptids. Do I believe Bigfoot? But, you know, people have seen them. So they believe it. Yeah, that's, uh, I didn't. That's like the countless, uh, numbers of reports of black eyed children. Do I believe in them? Possibly. That just seems like it's a cult more than a paranormal thing, but I don't want to see one personally. I mean, especially on the side of the road on a dark Texas road. Absolutely not. But apparently (laughs) that's really bad to see one. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to meet one or see one. No way. That's no, but I do have a funny story. I don't know if you followed on Instagram when I was actually writing that shadow people book, I had something happen to me that was kind of silly, but it freaked me out. Do you remember that? I did I, a little bit of it. It's been so long and I've worked a lot of hours since then, but please share with everybody. Cause if I remember so, it properly, then yeah, it was, it's a great story. 
It's the safest movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's me being a ditch is what it is. It's well when you write like I had written so many chapters back to back that night and I was home alone with no kids. So you kind of get in a mind frame too, you know, but I have a ring doorbell and it started going off and I would look out of it and it looked like there's this shadow person standing out by the street on the sidewalk staring at my house. And it was kind of windy, so it looked like it was, like, waving around in the wind. And I was like, oh, my God. This I mean, not, like, a lot, just a tiny bit, like, kind of wisping. So it didn't look like a tree. And I was like, I don't have a tree there. Kept going to all the other rooms and opening the blinds. And I'm like, there's no tree there, at least from where I was looking. And I was too scared to, like, go outside the front door and open it. James was like, go out front and look. I'm like, dude, if somebody's there to kill me, like, they're going to kill me if I open the door. And I'm like, do I call the police? So this is literally, like... A 30 or 40 minute adventure of me freaking out on this thing because when I take pictures out the window it doesn't show up but yet it's on my video camera and I'm like dude this is like some kind of ghost outside my house finally he talks me into getting in my car and leaving my house and when I do I realize it was just a tree <laughs> I was freaking out over a tree for almost an hour I remember the Hilarious. the parts of that because I, I put a bunch of laughy faces, I believe, on, on that comic because it was great. <laughs> it's a, gr it's yeah, a great story. It was a blonde moment, for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was too good not to share. I wanted everybody to get a good laugh out of it. Well, yeah, I mean, it shows that, that everyone makes mistakes and everyone is, uh, you know, we, you know how that, I'm not sure if you've seen the picture. I think you've posted it on your, on your Instagram where it says, what my pile of clothes and in the, during the day looks like and then what my pile of clothes on the chair looks like at 3 a.m. and it looks like a demon that's sitting there at the, staring at you. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's like people make mistakes. We, we all have, especially when you're in the zone. When you're in the zone writing about a certain subject, you, you start your mind starts thinking that way. And so when you see things, you're like, oh, shit. No, that's, no, that, that, that's real. That, so there's someone out there haunting me and it, it's going to go down and I'm not going to be without a fight. We got to go investigate. But then I don't at the same time because I'm scared. You know, yeah. a, it just shows that, that everyone makes mistakes. You uh, went, was, go ahead. I'm so glad I didn't call the police, though. That would have been so dumb <laughs> if I had been like, there's a guy outside and it was a tree. Oh, my God, so glad. Then all your neighbors would have been asking you every single day for like a month. You know, <laughs> how's that tree going? <laughs> coming good. <laughs> Favorite one I got. <laughs> That's yeah. Good thing you didn't call the cops because I think it would have been a more a little more difficult to move past it than than not calling them. <laughs> yeah, and they would think I'm some batshit crazy lady who writes books about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> when, yes. You uh, you're also a paranormal investigator, correct? Yes, and I have done three at the moment because COVID kind of put a kibosh. I was gonna do a big one too. That was going to be a big mansion house. But um, COVID stopped that one because no one could go anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I've done a couple. I'm starting out. Not really starting out. I mean, I've done a lot of graveyards and stuff. Like what's accessible, I guess. But for like big buildings, I've done like three. How did you get started in that? You just buy your own equipment. And here they do, you know, you get a ticket and you can go yourself. Oh, um, okay. You just pay and you can do it. Um, I've done it with James a couple times. I went to our haunted prison here and we were in what was called the shirt factory. There is like a shower area behind me and we were sitting doing quiet time so we could get EVPs 
and I felt something touch the side of my face. Oh my gosh. And it started tingling and it wasn't like it's something I've never felt before. I've actually felt it here in my house a couple times up in my bed, but we're not gonna go there. Right. So <laughs> that's another story. But I'd never felt it before. And then I went back and played the EVPs and during that time something said it's in hell. Oh shit. And yeah. And so he was murdered in the shower behind me that I was sitting in front of. So that was fun. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> but it you... wasn't creepy. It was a light touch. And then it started out feeling like, you know, if it's a little bit, you have like a vent moving your hair a little tiny bit. It was kind of like that. And then it kind of went like up the side of my face and just went away. It was weird. Yeah, that's. Would you, do, would you ever go do that stuff alone or would you have to have a partner with you? I probably would have to have a partner with me because of my whole kind of fear of the dark right now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, fear of the dark or not, I think it's just wise. It's just safer that way. That way if, you know, you fall or hurt yeah. yourself, then you have somebody to. And you can keep your eyes on like all the exits. Yep. Yeah, that's, oh my gosh. It, that, doing the, the investigation is something that I really want to do. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, eh, what if some of that shit follows me back home? I don't, I don't know how how realistic that is for something to be attached and then follow me home. I don't, I don't know how. You just have to know to protect yourself, which I'm learning too. Like there's certain prayers you say before your investigations and stuff like that. So you just have to be careful. And that's another reason why I haven't done too many yet. Okay. That makes sense. Because I seem to attract spirits. They like me. Yeah. So I don't want them following me home. I have children. So that's, yeah, that's, that'd be the worst. Oh my gosh! Would you ever go uh, with a group of people or with a partner go do a investigation at the Amityville house? Um, I would. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm not sure how real that story is. I think it's a cool story. I feel like a little bit of it's elaborated for sure, but it does sound like an awesome location to try. And I know that if something is there, that if I go there, it's probably something that's gonna come out. Yeah, you'll bring it out of the out of the woodworks. Yes. I also, I don't know if this is a good opportune time to mention this, but I also want to go to the Cecil Hotel. Oh my gosh. The Cecil, that was that's the the big hot spot on the on a lot of people's topics on on what craziness happens there. That Yeah, and there's a lot of mystery surrounding it for sure. Over what the span of going on now a hundred almost a hundred years that's a long yeah. run for consistency of being creepy and and messed up that's a that's a good run yeah Golly. and it happens all the time yeah well i guess not super recently but i do did you know that the black dahlia do you know who black dahlia is right i do yeah she actually stayed there too elizabeth short and then she uh she was murdered or she od'd shortly after that right she was murdered. She was murdered. Okay. I mean, I think they found her chopped up, if I remember correctly. Golly. Right? I, yeah, I think that um, was her. I read so many different things on so many different people that they all blur together after a while. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was the one that was found, like, chopped up. Um, that's why she's, like, famous. Well, infamous. Not famous. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Golly. And then uh, Richard Ramirez. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize how brutal that that was with her until just recently and then uh, Richard Ramirez stayed there and he stayed he lived there when he was in his uh, peak of his of his uh, serial killing rampage out in LA 
Yeah, he's infamous for that. And I think he's dead now. Didn't they put him to death? Uh, he died of a sickness, I believe. Was it him? Yeah. I think John Wayne Gacy was the one who was executed, and then Richard Ramirez died of natural causes, and so did Charlie Manson. Oh, gotcha. Or I know he killed 13 people. Oh, yeah, he and he brutally messed up a lot of those people. That's The way he did it was just crazy. I did a, I did a, I know a little bit about him. I just did an episode on him a few weeks back, so I, I, I'm looking at his notes as we're talking about it. <laughs> on Richard Ramirez or Gacy? Yeah, on both. Oh, nice. I love true crime. I'm a true crime junkie. Yeah, I wasn't, I I was never been interested in in a lot of the stuff that I do my podcast on until my kids actually started talking to me about it. Dad, you should do this. Dad, you should do that. I'm like, oh, well, you you kids want to hear it, then I'll do it. And then I started getting interested in the topic and then it just snowballed from there. And I do everything on paranormal, true crime. Uh, Right now I'm doing the twisted nursery rhymes and and the the Disney origins. So I'm, I'm everywhere with my stuff. It's fun. Well, here's one that you need to do. If you haven't seen it yet, you have to do a show on this. I guarantee after you watch it, if you haven't seen it, you will do a show on it. So look up Rebecca Zahau. Have you heard of her? No. How do you spell her last name? Z-A-H-A-O. But it's called Murder at the Mansion. Rebecca Zahau and that came out a couple years ago and I saw somebody talking about it on Facebook in a group I was in and they were like murder or suicide murder or suicide and there was all these people going suicide suicide murder 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 and I'm like man I want to see what this is all about so I like watched it I binged it in a day with my daughter and dude <laughs> I think it was murder <laughs> oh she not- my personal opinion um, but it is crazy Watch that. It's as crazy as a Cecil. You'll you'll love it. I'm gonna have to watch that as, uh, later on yeah, today. You... Get a get an idea. Yeah, really. Yeah, so definitely on, watch it. On the Cecil, would how much do you think of it is paranormal, and how much of it do you think is the fabrication? Because I mean, we were before we started the show, we were talking about uh, the bizarre behavior with Elisa Lam, and you and I were going back and forth on. Was it paranormal? Was it being stalked? Was she on drugs? Was she uh, suffering from delusions of her uh, medication? How much of it do you think is paranormal? I think, honestly, after I first saw the elevator footage, I was like, dude, there's some spirit. But then I've watched more on it, and I I don't know. I mean, they don't know either, but I think she was murdered. I don't think she's going to jump in a tank with her clothes in her hands and just, like, around herself with her clothes in there but not on like it doesn't make sense to me like if you're gonna jump in water you're gonna take your clothes off put them on the floor and then get in like i just that part i can't get past but i think it was murder and i mean it's a hotel that a lot of lower i'm not saying that lower class people are bad but a lot of junkies and um robberies there's a lot of crime happening there so it's very possible she ran into somebody that murdered her yep I I 100% see that. I, one of the the creepiest things about that footage was how long it took the elevator doors to close. Yes, yeah, she hit the buttons and they did not close. But then she got out of the elevator and talked to something, and then walked off. And then the doors closed behind her yeah. after she wasn't even in there. I mean, there's apparently times where I haven't even hit the button yet, and the damn doors were closing on me. But I couldn't even I could barely get in before the elevator doors closed. And this one was open for a damn near a Ever. minute. Yeah, and it was. When yeah. I was watching the video, I'm like, "All right, closed doors, freaking closed. What are you? What are you doing? Why are you still open?" 
that that was one of the freakiest things of the whole video and then when she when she first walked in and she uh, leaned against the wall to try to blend in and hide from something or somebody it's like what? i know totally what, that was creepy golly and it and, and it's i mean it's not a graphic video it's just her movements behavior and and what was happening yeah, she's scared of yeah and then she goes out and talks to something but nothing's there and i mean obviously it could have been off camera there could have been somebody like further away from her for sure and when then, but it's it could be paranormal too. Yeah. Or I heard she took medication, and she hadn't been taking it as she should, so she could have been hallucinating. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different things out there, but it's definitely interesting for sure. And then they never solved it. There wasn't. There's so many unsolved crimes with that hotel. The stack up over a hundred years. Like Goldie Osgood was murdered in her room. She was a nice little bird lady who went out and fed the birds and she was murdered in her room and that was never solved. Now, I don't know if you know about these ones. Then the mother threw her newborn out the window. I knew that at one, one point. Yeah. I... In the earlier part of the hotel, another lady jumped out of the window while her husband slept and landed on a man and killed both of them. I read that one too. That one was, and yeah. they were saying that, uh, or not they, but I've read different theories on that they were kind of like the amityville amityville house where it was the the building itself is what drives you insane and causes you to do this stuff and and i wonder why you know i think if a building had blood that one's blood would be black i agree because of all the the crap that's been going on for a century it has to be black it'd be no other color it's all it's really jacked up i mean i personally would love to go check it out and uh, an investigation, but I don't want people there because I don't know, it'd take away from the creepiness. But you know, it had two serial killers, right? Yeah, it had there. some strangler guy from uh, Europe, I believe. I can't remember his name. Jack Unterweger, and that, he was an Austrian serial killer. So he first was in prison for murder, and they let him off, like not in the United States, like back in his country. They let him off after 10 years for good behavior. And then he went to California, posed as a journalist, and got right alongs with police, asking to go to all the bad neighborhoods in the area. And he basically had police show him where all his victims would be at, and then started murdering people and strangling them with their bras. Then he fled back there, and then they were like, wait. They looked him up, and they were like, wait, this guy murdered somebody the same way before. (laughs) And that's how they caught him. But, like, that guy was smart. He did ride along with the police to find his victims. Like, wow. He, he got in good that's with cool. the, yeah, he got in good with the very people that can take him, put him away forever. That's that's brilliant. I yeah, mean, but they were like, it can't be him. He's too what? good of a no. guy. No. Yeah. <laughs> he, was in, he was in our car drinking coffee and eating donuts. There's no way he killed anyone. <laughs> yeah, it took him a while to, you know, figure it out because he was like that. He's kind of smart that way, I guess. Smart or stupid, I don't know. Yeah, it was either way. He uh, pulled the wool definitely over over everyone's eyes on that one. Now it's yeah, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, it, that so was crazy. Do you have any? When, whenever you write your books, now that we were talking about your paranormal investigation, do you ever have, or would you ever write a book while being in one of the the haunted houses? Not, I mean, I know you did that when you lived in your previous house, but knowing that you openly go to like we'll say Amityville or the Cecil and write a book would you ever do that I it depends on the house I would not write a book at the Cecil I I honestly want to investigate the Cecil but I will never stay there I feel like that place is evil 
and I will not stay there. But I have been. I'm like, I want to be like Stephen King. I want to go to some crazy places. Like, he stayed in haunted places to write some of his books. I totally want to do that. Golly, that. I mean, it just reminds me of, uh, of the movie The Shining. It's like being yeah. being super sensitive to, to the paranormal and then writing a book about haunted stuff and then being going crazy yeah it just it just seems inevitable <laughs> and i don't know yeah. if, it, if it's reality or not but it just seems inevitable it's like the shining nailed it perfect on if you would ever do something like that that's totally a classic movie i love the shining it's actually a go-to for me for halloween every year that's a great flip it really is yes yeah. Stephen king's awesome he's my favorite author i never I, I read a few of his stuff when i was younger but being young you're like and eh, you know, i'm doing it just for the ooh factor but now that i'm older my kids are huge into stephen king and they actually have several books and i have to catch up because i'm still on i think like first eight pages of of it which, well it's hard because they're so long they are very like three thousand pages i mean exaggeration but i mean they are <laughs> they're ridiculous they are it's like golly i would suggest you watch his movies though because I started watching his movies in like the early 2000s and cause I don't have time to read all of his books either. Cause obviously I have like three or four different jobs depending on the season. <laughs> but, um, I watch his movies now. I, I own almost every single one of them Oh dang! because it's just easier for me. Cause sometimes he also does write stuff and I'm like, wait, what do you mean by that? Cause he gets kind of like far off sometimes, you know? Right. So I do watch, I watch a lot of his movies. I love them. I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't have time, I would just say watch movies. He's got a lot of good ones. Yeah, he does. I I, I want to watch the newest one or the latest one they came out with. Uh, what is I can't think of the title. It, not It Chapter 2, but it was... Dr. Sleep. Right? Yes, Dr. Sleep. Yeah. It, I, I want to... Is it worth watching? I mean, not just because it's Stephen yeah. King, but is it worth watching? I'm weird for classics, so obviously I like The Shining, but Doctor Sleep is not bad. My kids love it, so I've seen it like eight times now. I had to watch it this Halloween, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. It gives a different take on things, for sure. So what are your top five horror movies? Oh, man, I can't think right now. Um, the Shining. I like 13 Ghosts. It's like a go-to for me, too. Um, the House on Haunted Hill. And then there's another one that I can't remember the name of. It's like a haunted house that there's like a weird psych psychiatric doctor that I don't even know. Can't remember what it's called. Uh, I don't know. I like that one. It's good. It's like a twisted mental asylum one. And that's all I can really think of right now for top five. So I guess there's four for you. But yeah, I do love all Stephen King's ones. I watch them all the time. I own them all. Christine was a good one. Christine, was that her name? Yeah. Yeah, the, the car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's been a and while. And there's like the Langoliers and there's a snow one that I'm like drawing a blank on to right now. <laughs> that one's really good. Uh, Storm of the Century. That one's really good. It's really long though. It's I think it's like three DVDs long. Yeah, that, I, I, haven't I haven't dove into that one just because it's so long. I haven't bothered it because i'm like ah, that's a lot because if once i get going i don't want to stop watching it and i know that i'll waste like five hours just sitting there watching it so i don't i haven't yes. i haven't dove into that one yet she he also wrote you should do that one though it's good i'm gonna have to now that you're bringing it up and you're saying how how awesome they are because it's hard for me to just openly watch a movie without hearing reviews and critics you know saying oh it's great it's worth watching 
other than, oh, yeah, it's good. Well, I need more. You know, is it worth it? Is it not? Is it am I going to be disappointed? So now that you've mentioned and, requ- and uh, suggested it, yes, I will definitely dive into that. Okay. <laughs> what yeah, are you- I like the mist, too. The, the mist, mist was really good. good. He wrote he yeah. wrote Carrie, didn't he? Yeah, That's and he also wrote Misery, and I cannot watch Misery. Like, Mi- I have a thing for broken bones. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't do it. Help. Oh, God. That's actually one of Get my favorite. That's a great one. It was, that was so cringy. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're on the subject of, of Stephen King and being an author, out of all your books that you've written, which one was your favorite to write and which one was your least favorite to write? Not because they lack of content or, or anything, but because of situations or the time it took or just your favorite overall. My favorite one would probably be Haunted Hotels because that one was really fun to write. Um, obviously, I didn't really mention a lot of the hotels in the book, but I had stories of people that were haunted at hotels. Actually, I guess haunted hotels and haunted hospitals were kind of tied for me because it was just creepy um, hearing stories about hotels and hospitals because you wonder so many people die in hospitals they gotta be haunted they die all the time there's yeah. so much energy that has to be built up in those places i actually have hotels yeah hotels are, are bad too I, i'm sorry about that i have a a real uh, ha- actually a jacked up story about a hospital i worked in as a cna and a mental health worker for years and years years like 10 12 years combined and as a CNA, mm-hmm. I was, you know, once once the person passed, I would be my duty to go clean them up, uh, make sure that everything looks presentable for the family to see him immediately after they passed. Well, this one elderly lady that uh, she had just went when she went peacefully, everyone knew she was going to go. And, you know, she was 93 and had some really bad uh, heart complications. And she passed when I was in the room. We had to watch her and make sure that she didn't uh, roll off the bed or anything. Well, when she passed. You know, I let the nurse know they they pronounced her and, and everything, you know, so, hey, Tino, go ahead and start, you know, fixing her up. I said, yeah, no problem, man. That's what I do. So, <laughs> so and I, out of courtesy, I closed her eyes and, uh, you know, adjusted her head and, you know, cleaned her up, wiped her down, changed her gown into some to her clothes that the family requested. So when I went to go wash my hands and get rid of the linen, I turned around and her head was facing towards the door and her eyes were wide open. What? Yeah. And I stopped and I just stared and I was like, okay, you know, it's, it's postmortem twitch, you know, it's, it's the nerves that are, that are passing. So I went back, closed the, you know, adjust her head, closed her eyes and then, you know, fixed her up, make sure that her head wouldn't lean left or right. And so I, you know, stuffed some pillows and a couple of washcloths to make sure that, you know, it didn't, it didn't lean, you know, either way. So I walked out and came back in. And her head was facing towards the door again, eyes open, and she had a little grin on her face. And I just yes. stopped and I stared and a Filipino nurse came in and I was talking to her about it. She's like, oh, that's just, you know, that's her soul thanking you for being such a good person and taking care. She doesn't want you to be scared, but, you know, she's just showing the appreciation. And I looked at the nurse and I said, you know, that's cool and all, but I just wish she wouldn't because now I can't come back into this room by myself because it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not a good thing for me to fix her head twice. And both times it leaned to, and it was, it was looking right at in the area that I was in. And I, I'm wondering, oh yeah, that's, I'm wondering that if someone else had walked in, would they have discovered that as well? Or was it just me? Yeah, that's creepy though. Ugh. I would have. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hospitals are, are unfortunately full of creepy, creepy crap. I mean, there's times in the ICU when we had one patient and you can hear people talking, but you're the only one in the room and the person that you're, that you're monitoring is in a medically induced coma. So they're not talking, obviously. But you can hear yeah. chattering. It's like what? And I mean, you hear uh, people like uh, walking in and out of the the rooms when there's nobody in the room. Because the hospital that I worked in was it was a real small unit to, before we transferred them to a real major hospital. You know, we were like the lifeline to keep them alive long enough to get them to uh, a hospital with with better care, with better equipment yeah. to make sure that you know uh, we didn't we gave them every opportunity to survive. So. They would be in there and we'd have up to one person sometimes and we have a max of five people in the, in the ICU and being a, you know, nurse's aide, I'd get the, the vitals constantly, clean them up, make sure that they're, that they're doing you know, hygienically well and sitting in there by myself and then hearing people laugh and hearing footsteps and turning around, there's nothing there. You're like, wait, what the, what the fuck's going on yeah. in here? Why, why am I here by myself? So I think hotels and hospitals, I think they're just created already with, with weird stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, definitely probably hospitals more than hotels. I know there's deaths and like Cecil's a different story. But yeah, hospitals, I, I totally get that. I do want to ghost hunt at some hospitals. And I, I wonder, you know, how many spirits linger. You know, some people go in there and they have a traumatic accident. Yeah. Like, and they don't really know what happened. Do they linger at the accident site or are they in the hospital and they pass and they're still sitting there like, what happened to me? Oh, you know, I wonder if a lot of it's that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't think about that. If they weren't conscious, you know, it happened so quickly, they could be in confusion and stuck there just because they don't know what the heck happened. And then obviously other people know it's coming. You know, they're dying from cancer or something else, you know? Yeah. Poof. But I wonder that. I, I wonder that too, but if I ever get the answer from, from a, an entity, I would hope that it's with several other people so I won't be as freaked out. I can't do one-on-one time with them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I, I started a, po- a new podcast with Adam, and so it's Adam and Eve. That's <laughs> I didn't even clever. catch that at first. Honestly, <laughs> I, he's like, he's Adam and Eve. I'm like, oh my gosh, it is. But we're also going to do an episode on the Cecil Hotel, but we were thinking on our 100th episode, we would do a live ghost hunt at the Cecil Hotel to mark 100 episodes. And then I was like, maybe a seance, if we can find enough people to where it's safe. Yeah. That's... <laughs> like, bring a room out and do a seance. I don't know. It's kind of scary thought, though, because there's so much crazy stuff there. Yeah, that... But if you want to, you could totally do it with us. Jeez, <laughs> if, if I'm available for that area, I'd definitely be down for that. That would be awesome. I mean, just get all the podcasters together. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to do a huge live with Cecil. I mean, it, it, but don't fun. make don't make fun of me if I show up in hockey pads and a football helmet. I just want to be safe. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll. James and I joke that we're making a new podcast or podcast new product for our podcast called Spirit Mace. So I'll bring my Spirit Mace. That would sell. Because be I yeah. would buy some. That would be... Except uh, for it'll go right through them, you know? I don't know how effective <laughs> it would be. Or you would spray it and you'd see exactly what was chasing you right in front of you. Because it, yeah. it would outline whatever figure is there. <laughs> yes, the illumination. Yeah. <laughs> would I don't you, know, that'd be fun. Would you, would you mm-hmm. bring the Ouija board along with you? Or is the Ouija Mm-mm. board completely out? Uh-uh. I won't play with the Ouija board ever. Me no. either. I, writing a book about that, nope. 
I'm good. <laughs> it just, it just, it's just so many things. It's a, it's an open invitation to just be just jacked up by whatever you're inviting or you're yes. trying to communicate with. Cause you never know. You never know if it's the good person you're trying to find nine times out of 10. I think it, it's the, it's the bad person that's coming after you in the very small percentage where you actually get the person you're reaching out to. Well, yeah, you don't know who you're actually talking to. Um, there's evil spirits that can pretend to be whatever they want. I mean, you should just leave yeah. name tags like, hello, my name is, and that way we right. can figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, no, I've heard too much bad stuff. I I won't play with Ouija board, neither. especially during a seance. Nope. No, thank you. Yeah, that. In a haunted <sighs> hotel. No. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, uh, I mean, a lot of uh, people who are in, in interest in the paranormal have heard of uh, Ed and Lorraine Lauren, right? You've heard of them? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, do you, how much of their work do you think is legit and how much of it do you think is fabricated? Because they did, uh, what is it, The Conjuring? They did the, uh, oh, I think they did the Amityville House. They did Annabelle. They did Annabelle. They did all those investigations. They uh, were reported with several uh, exorcisms as well. So, how much of it do you think is legit that they did or are they, they uh, fabrication like a lot of naysayers say? I, you know, I'm not sure. I feel like they are pretty legit, but then like TV wise, not so much. They definitely elaborated, I think for TV, but I do think they were legit. I know they're not around anymore. I actually talked to a friend of their nephew a couple days ago. Um, so that was interesting conversation by the way, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's fabricated. I think that they really had things happening and that they may have haunted objects i mean they believe so just kind of what i said about everything is i unless i have proof to prove that somebody is not telling the truth like i don't you know it's their experience i'm not one to judge but i do feel like they had their own experiences and i do believe in psychic and stuff i wasn't as open to that um before i guess I was a little bit more skeptical, but as I've talked to more people, I feel like there yeah, things have, like that do happen. Yeah, I was uh, I was on the fence about it too on on how legit they were and their haunted stuff until I read that article by uh, was what article was it? I think it was the local paper in their hometown where uh, they uh, a motorcycle rider went into their home and you know toured their their uh, little museum that they have made fun of the Annabelle doll rode off and they got hit by a car. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I read that. But he died. Yeah, and I was like, oh After shit. Making fun of it. I was like, it, coincidence or not, that that's that's too too creepy for it to be one hundred percent fake. Yeah. You know? I know. Yeah. And I I mean I had a haunted apparently claw machine. So there it you happened. Go. <laughs> I think oh my gosh. I, so what what do you think is worse or not well not what do you think is worse but what would you rather hear the possibility of a kid haunting your your house an adult or an unknown figure which out of the three would you prefer mm, i'd like to say kid just because maybe i can keep them under control <laughs> that's it I'm your new mama. Behave. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, adult, it depends. Like, were they really evil in life or they just want to hang out? I guess kid too. Is it like a, oh, I wish I could tell you about this new venture. But I guess, you know, kind of like 
some movies the kids like dissect animals and stuff and they think that's fun that might be a bad kid to have around yeah but that wouldn't be good i guess it depends on the situation an unknown entity i don't like that because you just sit there like my old house i never saw anything at all in that house never saw a thing my kids were the ones that saw the shadow figure i never saw it um i just had noises and things happening so i think it was a poltergeist it's poltergeist activity but i think that's more terrifying to not know what it is i agree 100 percent with that i'd rather know what it is right out the gate than not that's yeah I, if you I see it you're like okay it's a little kid it giggled oh you know it's not so bad yeah but you know he's happy no um <laughs> i think that was just way worse not knowing what it was so but yeah probably choose the kid I go door number one. Door number one. I, I think I'll uh, I'll follow you on door number one. Although the sound of laugh, kids laughing in the dark is really creepy, but I think that's a lot better to deal with than something that's well matured. In well, yeah. Yeah. I heard the kid laugh in my kitchen. I was like freaked out the first time, and the second time, I'm like, well, it sounds a little happy, and it's a kid, so I'm just gonna record because it can't be that bad. And then it was a man. And I'm like, okay, so is it a demon pretending to be a child? Like, <laughs> what's happening here? Oh, my god! Are there more than one? Jeez. But, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, on, uh, so, you, go ahead. No, I, let me think for a minute. I was going to ask you a question, but let me think for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw them back to you, but give me a minute. <laughs> Go ahead and talk while. Oh, I okay. Think. I was. I didn't want to disturb <laughs> your your thought process. I don't know. You're good. You're good. <laughs> See, now I forgot what I was going to ask you. I'm sorry. Oh, I did you, that. You don't need to apologize. You're fine. Let me see. Oh, your podcast. You mentioned several. I, I listened to a few episodes of you and James, which you two are crack of the banter back and forth, the the uh, the sarcastic, what what's not gestures, but like the questions and remarks when he makes a comment that you're like, what? Are you serious right yeah. now? It's, He's it's, like that in real life too. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, the the chemistry between you two is really good. It makes the show easy easy flowing to listen to. And then uh, the yes. the other podcast that I started listening to was Haunted. I think that's the name of it. Where you where you have people reading the stories of their experiences. I believe that's what it was. Oh, a truly haunted podcast. Truly haunted podcast. Yeah. There we go. So I I pulled it up and I was listening to it on, when when I was at work, but. When I first heard the episode, when I first heard the first one and the guy started reading it, I turned it off. I was like, shit, did I type it in wrong? Because I was expecting to hear your voice reading the stories. And I said, wait a minute, hold on, let me read the info on this crap. So I read it and I was like, oh shit, dumbass. Yeah, you got it right. You're just, this is, the, this is how the podcast is ran. And uh, yes, yeah, I yeah. did that way. Which, by the way, I actually do some of them. Oh, I've so been yeah. doing voicing my own audiobooks on a couple audiobooks. So that will hopefully be out soon. They take a while to approve them, I'm noticing. But, um, yeah, I have a couple on there of me, too. Where can my my uh, listeners get your, your books? On Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Walmart, pretty much every major outlet. Yeah. Pretty much any major outlet. All right. And you, and you don't have any, what's that other thing? Kindle. Is there, do you have Kindle options yeah. available? Yeah. KU. Some of them are up for KU. So if you have KU, you can have them free. And then I occasionally am nice and put some up for free for a couple of days, usually around Halloween. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, bookstores, which 
I just have the shadow people and everyone listening. It is a great book. I was like I said, I've read it twice already. I'm going my third time around. because so I like picking up little words and stuff that I missed the first two times. So it's really great. Well written. Very well written. Thank you. I, was, I appreciate that. And my kids, uh, the five uh, bookmarks that you took, that you sent me, I was uh, Jack from my kids took them as soon as I opened them up. They saw them. They're like, oh, oh I nice. want this. I want this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Believe me. Uh, You're like, and now I have none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my kids That's were excited funny. about that. My son is ready to read the the Shadow People after I finish it, but I'm being greedy. He's like, nope, I'm still reading it. Dad, you already read it twice. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm nice. reading it again. So I'll I, have to send you another one. I have, I just got Haunted Hospitals in, I think that was the most recent. No, I did a Haunted, Halloween Hauntings is my most recent one. But I just got Haunted Hospitals in. So I can send you one of those if you want. I would love it. That would be amazing. Since they're so creepy and you worked there. Yes. I'll be right up your alley. That would, and it was, ugh, working on, I mean, working graveyard at a hospital, it sounds like the movies make it all creepy and cliche, and it it really is true though. It's it's really haunting. I mean, not haunting. It's really uh, an uneasy feeling when you're walking through the halls at night. You can just feel the hauntings just around in different rooms, like different energy, good energy sometimes, yeah. negative energy. And then what's worse is when you're trying to you, you're using the restroom, and then you feel like somebody is waiting for you outside of the door, not inside the stall or inside the urinal uh, it, it, itself, but right out the door just feel like somebody's waiting for you. I mean, there's been yeah. plenty, plenty of times at like 2.30 in the morning that right before I, I uh, you know, used the restroom, I felt like somebody was standing out there and I poked my head. I was like, the f- man, who the hell's watching me? What's creepy ass? And I'd yell for one of my coworkers and I'd get no answer. I'm like, oh, well, this is weird. I don't, I don't like this feeling. So you try to you know, hurry up and pee and get out of there and then just hope you don't get jacked up on the way out. It's not. I imagine it's more creepy at night because there's less visitors, so there's less foot traffic, so there's more opportunity to ca- like pick up on energy and noises. Yeah, and Probably. it's true. It's 100% true. There's not so much going on. <sighs> yeah. If uh, I don't know if, you, if you'll ever be in that area, but Bakersfield, California, that's my hometown, and there's a hospital okay. called Good Samaritan Hospital in uh, Oildale, California. That's where I used to work, and that little hospital... It's not very big. It's just like maybe a hundred beds, if that. I think I'm giving it too many. But if you ever have a chance, the the mental health ward where I was at, and then the medical surgical ward where, where I also work, there's a hall that connects the two. And there's times where I would walk to go deliver a piece of paper to the mental health ward, and I can feel someone, the air of someone passing me by. So oh, wow. yeah, and it, it's. It was a weird feeling. The first time I just blew it off. I'm like, oh, you know, the air conditioner kicked on. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There's no vents in this hallway. Why am I feeling this? And then after a while, I realized, oh, shit, it's like someone's walking right by me. And so once I started paying attention, it just got just this eerie feeling every time I walked through the hall. I mean, there was times where I'd stand at the end of the hall and just take a deep breath like, oh, fuck. Do I really have to go this way? <laughs> Do I, is there... Is it kind of just mail it to him, I mean, even though they're right up the hall? I don't want to walk through <laughs> <laughs> That's but, funny. Yeah, I mean, it was a, because I mean, the hospital that we had, it wasn't very advanced as far as email since it was so small. It's like, why email it? Just walk it to him. It's like, oh, yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> it's not something that I want to go through again. Start making some paper airplanes. Oh, I should have. That would have been. Throwing them around. Jeez. Yeah, we, had, uh, we had some really bad people in that hospital, too. It wasn't good. I mean, we had uh, murderers. We had. Uh, 
we have rapists. We had all those in the mental health ward that when they came to us by, by law enforcement and then we, we, we would transfer them out to state hospitals. So whatever the, the state hospital was for California in our region, we would uh, ship them out to them. But they would come to us first because we were the closest unit and we'd evaluate them, talk to them and hear some of the shit that some of them would tell us. And yeah, there was a lot of times yeah. where I wasn't very... I wasn't very comfortable being in a room alone with some of those guys. It was not, it was not fun to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they're bragging about it, you know, you're like, uh, yeah, okay. a lot of them, a lot of them did brag about it. So th- that's where it was. A lot of times you, you question, are they really mentally ill or are they just using this as an escape to prolong being sentenced? Probably you know? an escape because, you know, and bragging's all they have left. Like they now no longer have their life. So that's all they have left of reality and what they've done. Shoot, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, I mean, that's all they have left. They won't have a reality after that forever. Crazy. I mean, at least on the outside. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but they're crazy for sure. So uh, you mentioned earlier that you said you weren't sure what to... uh, put out as far as your your plugs you can plug whatever you want before for yourself your books your show anything that you want we, we are all ears so plug away i just have a lot of books <laughs> <laughs> i've been busy i have ones that are real good i mean they're all real ghost stories but um i interview people and then i rewrite their stories into more of a story format so it's not just an interview because I thought that would be kind of boring. Um, but I do different subjects. I try to keep books. There's a couple that are just all real ghost stories. And then there's some that are like subjects like hospitals, objects, that kind of stuff. Um, I have more that I'm going to branch out. And I'm not the biggest alien believer. But like I said, I like to keep an open mind. So I'm going to do one about aliens and cryptids and near-death experiences to get a little bit outside the ghost realm, but to touch subjects that are similar. And I have four podcasts. I have one where I just play stories from my books on it that you listen to, that you weren't sure if it was my show. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) Um, I have one where I interview people, um, paranormal investigators and such. I just started one with Adam, and Adam is into conspiracy theories. And so he's like the conspiracy guy and I'm the ghost person. So it'll be both on that. And that one's called the conspiracy podcast. Oh, nice. And we just started that a week ago. And I did put most of my shows on break until January to kind of concentrate on that one with him. And I'm trying to write my first novel. It's going to be a fictional haunted house story. Oh, that's gonna, I can't wait for that one. That's going to be good. I know. Darcy Coates is one of my favorite authors. So. That sounds familiar. What does she write? Fictional haunted house stories. Actually, well, her newest series is kind of about creatures, kind of cryptids-ish. So I'm not sure what to think about those yet because I really liked her haunted house books. But yeah, she's okay. kind of an idol. Nice. Yeah. The, the if you haven't tried Darcy Coates, I recommend it if you like haunted stuff. She's I really do. good. Darcy, how do you spell her last name? C O A. T-E-S. T-E-S, okay. 
because every it don't it sounds easy to spell i want to make sure that i get it right so i won't type in and get something like some bulgarian weightlifter or something so nice <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure i That's get the funny. name right <laughs> there you go well good and your <laughs> your uh, podcast is are they available on all platforms or is it just certain ones yeah okay. they're on all platforms yes sir so if we if we search your name Eves Evans, do we does it pop up, or we have to put in the title itself? Um, you might have to put in the title of the podcast. Forever Haunted is the one I've been doing the longest, and I do it with James. We talk about different haunted things and cryptids, and then we do True Story Tuesdays, where we air stories from my books, and then in between all the stories, we do commentary on it. And he's quite a smartass sometimes. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> yeah, and he likes to tease me about my Hallmark movie watching. So I'm a Hallmark movie addict in fall. So it, it's good to fun. watch feel good Hallmark movies, though. I did it with my mom growing up, and yeah. so she's not around anymore. It's like my way to kind of like bond with my girls, and so yeah, I just ignore him when he does that. I'm like, you have football, I have Hallmark. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that own. a couple of times. Yeah, and I mean, a nice hot cup of coffee or cocoa. I'm not sure what your beverage of choice is, and just sit back and watch them all day. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. Yep. It's good to I'm reset. I'm a So am I. I have to have coffee a lot. I work a lot. What's your favorite coffee? Uh, I I like to put pumpkin spice, kind of sweet. So I go for white chocolate mocha. Oh, those are delicious. See, those are good. That's good yours? coffee. Uh, I just drink plain coffee with a little bit of creamer. But oh. if I had a choice, I really like caramel macchiatos. Oh, they're good. Yeah. I started out with that. Those are delicious. Yeah. Every now and again, I'll spoil try the myself. White chocolate mocha, though. It sounds good. I'm gonna Super have to. Good. Is that yeah. yeah? Definitely. Try to convince my wife to give me one today. Say, hey, Eve said that I need to try it, and since she was my guest, I have to do what she says. So I need one. Yeah, but you have to make her have one too. So well, it's like a bonding experience. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. See, what's the what's the saying? Uh, she flies, I buy. That that's the. Uh... There you go. <laughs> You're like, we have to watch a Hallmark movie today and have a white chocolate mocha. <laughs> yep. And then like we can't really cuddle up on the couch because it's Texas and it's still pretty warm. I think it's still in the 90s here. So we can't cuddle up Oh my up gosh. It's 70s today, but tomorrow it's going to be 40 is the high and 9 is the low. Holy crap. From 70. What state do you I live in, if point. you don't mind me asking? Idaho. Oh, I lived in Washington for five years. Yeah. And that's why we live it's in Texas now. similar. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I want to move to Florida, so I'm trying to wait for my girls to at least graduate, and then we're gonna probably relocate to warmer weather. Florida's perfect. Just, like just uh, make sure you don't you you you're okay with the hurricanes, but Florida's like perfect weather. Well, he's lived in Texas in California, so he's been through hurricanes and tornadoes. I haven't. I've lived in Idaho my whole life, oh. and we never get any of those like we've had earthquakes a little bit recently but that's uncommon too so i'm kind of like as long as you can tell me like what i'm supposed to do an emergency situation like i'm cool <laughs> yeah we live uh we live out here in san antonio we chose san antonio because it doesn't really get hit with tornadoes every now and again in so many different areas of san antonio we'll get hit but in our little area where we're just right outside north of downtown san antonio so we don't get hit with the crazy uh, tornadoes, but there are crazy tropical storms that we get hit with, like the strong winds. Uh, certain areas will flood. We get a, a softball-sized hail in certain areas of Texas, but 
knock on wood, luckily we haven't experienced the softball uh, hail just yet, but I think we chose a perfect location to get away from all That's the tornadoes. Good. In the weather, except the weather. Yeah, I've perfect. seen some of the weather. You guys have crazy weather, and you have really big bugs too. <laughs> we do have a lot of really big bugs. We have uh, a lot of snakes, but it's—I mean, it's—it's it's a beautiful climate. That, that was the main thing we wanted. We wanted just heat, where we can go through summer—I mean, through winter—with like a long sleeve shirt and a light jacket, versus Washington, where we have to walk in snow. Yeah, I don't like. I loved it when I was a kid growing up here, but as I've gotten older, I just hate the snow. <laughs> Me too. The snow. I cool. outgrew it, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm totally cool if I don't have a white Christmas. I'll still watch Hallmark movies and have my coffee. <laughs> with no whiteness. Yeah. Except when you go to Florida, instead of hot coffee, it'll be cold coffee now. Mm, I don't know. I still I will drink hot coffee in summer when it's 100 degrees out. Yeah. I'm not a big cold coffee fan. I'll do a frappuccino once in a while, but I won't have iced coffee. Makes sense. You're you're like the old weird. school. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me. Is there? Let me see. We looked at Amityville, which we're not sure if that's 100% legit. Cecil is crazy, and nobody should go stay there. Maybe just visit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see your paranormal investigations i can't wait for your hundredth episode that way we can hear the seance hopefully uh, that would be a great thing to experience as well let me see your books are yeah. amazing your podcast are the couple that i've listened to the few episodes are really good the banter again the banter between you two is hilarious just cracks me up and let me see you should listen to the one on the ghost that haunts me um, where I had John Metz on there. He's the one that is a psychic and he saw demons and stuff as a little kid. Like the first two minutes of his interview, I was like editing because I waited like a month to edit it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how crazy this one was. <laughs> like, <laughs> that guy is like, wow. Anyway. Damn, I'm going to have a good And if you want to interview him, he's on Facebook oh. under John Wolf. And he's totally down doing other interviews, just so you know. John, well, is it O L F E or just O L F? W O L F. Okay, I'm gonna have to look him. And if you want, I can just like, I can just send you a link to his page or something. But he, yeah, he'll do interviews. Yeah, that'd be great. Sure. I would love to to interview him. That's a all that stuff is exciting me because, like I said, I'm not, I don't have that much experience in it because I'm just barely climbing up the ladder of of all the experiences and talking to different people. I'm just. Like today, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was like, oh, I want to hear her, what her experiences are, how she did this, what she did with that. Let me know. I was very excited. I've met a lot of lawyers, and they're kind of like, eh. But he's got a pretty good personality for being a lawyer. And that's the... He's the funny. James is the one that was on your podcast together, right? Yeah, he's my hubby. Okay, so yeah, then just off his personality on the podcast, it, he sounds like he's fun. Like I said, the banter and the sarcasm, it's great. Cracks me up. Yeah, he likes to tease the kids too. He makes our son mad sometimes. So. <laughs> well, I mean that's the perk. You have to you have to train them and and teach them on what what are jokes and what what are not jokes. And teasing kids are, are fun, especially your own. I tease my kids all the time. Yeah, I think that's good though, not to be so serious because it teaches your kids that you know life is fun and it's not like, I mean to an extent, obviously. Right. We don't want to be like, hey, do whatever you want. No, not that. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. It makes makes it easier, I think, being a kid, having more of a fun household than like a really strict, um, you know, where you don't talk a lot and you criticize everything. Yeah. You 
Yep. I 100% know about that. That's how we try to make our houses a lot fun and free spirited to where you have your, regardless of how old you are, you still have a voice and an opinion. It's not just completely canceled out. Yeah. yeah. And they feel like it's okay to be who they are. Yep. Yep. Cause that, I mean, that's one of the hardest things growing up is trying to figure out who you are. And then, you know, when you're 40, you're like, oh shit, this is who I am. That's too long yep. to figure out who you are. You have to figure out who you are young. That way you can just embrace it and, and just be happy and laugh. Yeah, exactly. And thrive in life instead of feeling like you're not sure if it's okay to be who you are. Yep, that is. Let me see here. Well, let me know if you need me. I have interviewed lots of people for my show. And I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I'll continue my personal show if I'm doing one with Adam. Because we're going to have different people on that show too. So I think it's kind of pointless to be doing two of them. <laughs> but if you want, I have a lot of people that I've interviewed that have really interesting stuff, like ghost hunters. There's um one guy who I was supposed to interview and then he didn't answer and he tried to reschedule, but I'd already finished doing interviews. But he is like huge deal. He's actually founded like the ghost hunting equipment websites. He was the first one that made one and he's done multiple shows, even on the travel channel. And uh, I can't remember everything. He is like a founder of ghost society. <laughs> nice. There's a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind getting in touch with him, talk with him for a little bit. See if he's uh if he's interested, that'd be awesome. I appreciate that very, yeah, very he's much. He's got a lot. When I looked him up, I was like, oh, it's another interview, no problem. And then obviously you prep for him. And I was like, what the hell? I need more than an hour to prep for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he didn't answer. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I have a lot of different ones, like from psychics to um, investigators to experts. So I'll just drop you some names if you don't mind. Nope. Not at all. Anytime. I have no problem with any any uh, name drops or anything that you want to send to me. Not a problem. Okay. Yep. And if okay. you're you're ever in San Antonio area, I will be more than happy to have a coffee with you and show you around our haunted little areas we have down here. So awesome. Yeah, that'd be nice. But you do like a double date of ghost hunting. I that sounds great. I mean, there's a there's a railroad here where. Uh, supposedly if you put power on your on the back of your car and you park on train tracks you'll have little kids that'll push your your car out of the way and you can see their handprints on the on your car on the with the powder is that the one where you put your car in neutral yep yep that and it's is. a hill yep it's right around our it's right i think it's like 45 30 45 minutes away from where i'm at where i live here in san antonio isn't that also the one where you tune into a radio station and you can hear sirens or something or is that a different one i think that's a different one i haven't heard that one yet but the, yeah, I've heard one where you put your car in neutral and there's like handprints on your windows at night or something like that. And then there's another one that you can tune into a radio station. You can actually hear sirens oh, at a certain sure. time of night. That's yeah, I don't crazy. know. There's some crazy stuff. Yeah, I'll totally try that. Yep. As long as they stay on the outside of the car. <laughs> yeah, just lock it. I don't, I don't know. I don't want them inside my car either. That, that's why I haven't uh, tried it yet. Spirits can go through, <laughs> through a door, though. Well, you're not supposed to break my... That was very confident on that one. Now you just shattered my <laughs> my uh, my protection. <laughs> now you're going to have anxiety. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but I do... I appreciate you being on the show. I really do. It was a very big deal for me, and I was very, very happy that you agreed. I was so nervous to ask you about uh, coming on the show to begin with. I mean, you're, oh, just, cool. you're an I'm author. Cool. You know, I was like, Down that you are, which yeah, is very I awesome. Yeah, I just write books. That's, that's it. Only. Well, maybe something else soon. <laughs> we'll see. Fingers crossed. I'm so terrified. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that's good because that okay. means it's big. It's it's big that that's a big deal for you, and I'm hoping it, it comes through. I really do. I'll be interested in in waiting for it to drop. Yeah, and I hope I can mention it right away because I'm really excited. Yes, it's <laughs> like uh, telling your uh, that one gift that you know you bought that that person's gonna really want, but you can't tell them, but you really want to. I think it's that same thing. I know. So Alrighty. for uh, huh? everyone who's been listening, pick up her books They're The first one that I have or the only one that I have is Shadow People. And it is really good. Like I said, I'm on my third time reading it. Listen to her podcast. The one with her and her husband is really funny. It's really good with some really interesting stuff on it. I have to admit, I'm only like three, four episodes in because I work a lot. And it's hard for me to listen to a podcast when I'm when I'm working so much. But I've, I'm already hooked and I have uh, the next one plugged in so I can just push play later on today since I'm off. And uh, let me see here. That's it. Yeah. Your books and your podcast are the two things that you're working on, which are both all really great. And I'm very happy to, oh, that I have you. discovered you and, and that you're actually able to put out great stuff. Because, you know, there's times where there's some things that you read and you're like, man, this really sucks. Why? Why? Why they even put this out? Or you listen to it and you're like, oh, wow, that's that's boring. Right? Why are they even putting this out? Yours aren't. We try to do a twist on it, so it's interesting. For and you sure. and you yeah. do, and it works, and it's I, it's really enjoyable. It's really easy to listen to and read. As far as I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm third time on your book already, so it's all really oh, good. Thank you, and I appreciate you having me on the show. It's very nice. Thank well, you. You are very welcome. And, and you're funny, <laughs> hilarious. Love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I was trying to. That's when I asked you earlier about about cussing. I'm like, my wife's like, hey. Uh, is she okay with you cursing? I was like, damn, I don't know. I said, let me double check because I don't want to say something. And then she's like, man, what, what, why do you have to cuss? What's your you problem? You said the F word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't want to you know, upset anyone. So that's why I sent you that message. And after I read it, I was like, that sounds like really corny. Hey, do you mind cussing? <laughs> you know, so yeah, I'm good. that's yeah. great. Because that's just how it flows with me. I try to limit it depending on who I'm talking to because I don't want to upset anyone. But that's just who I am. Well, and podcasts are a place to be yourself. Exactly. So you shouldn't limit yourself. You're good. I agree. I'm good with it. You can do it. <laughs> All right. Well, Eve, it's been a pleasure. We were going on an hour and a half, which didn't even seem that long. I thought it was less time, but. I know it's long. I'm so sorry. No, no. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I, I like when it's long without knowing. It's when it's long and you're like, oh, my gosh. Why? So it, I like when uh, the time surprises you and like, holy shit, it's already this long. So that means it's been interesting and we've been keeping up a good flow the entire time instead of trying to figure out like, so do you, do you like sticks? You know, <laughs> it's something <laughs> that's a, uh, I appreciate that. I like them in a fire. Yeah. <laughs> I used to in Washington now, not so much cause it's still hot in Texas. So I don't, I don't really like burning sticks. It's too hot. Nice. That's funny. <laughs> so I agree. Yeah, kind of we talked, we covered a lot of stuff today for sure. Yep. We talked a lot of different stuff, which were all interesting. Had your point of view from a, 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 a what is it? A horror author, a spooky writer. What do you, what, yeah, what would you? I call myself a horror slash paranormal author. Okay. Because technically it's horror. Right. I guess. Generally. Yes. Yeah, well, the the one with uh, the first, just the first chapter on on the shadow people, the first story, that one was was scary too. I mean, so yeah, it's kind of horror. Yeah, I like it. Did but, you have to sleep with the lights on? Oh no, unfortunately, I don't. I don't have that no, that, that that problem. Scary, no, I, well, it <laughs> it takes a lot, a lot of. Uh, it takes a real. Let me see what's the word. I don't scare easy. It, it you know, movies, 
things, personal experiences. I get creeped out, but not terrified to where um, it's difficult for me to sleep or or be in the in the dark. I think the the creep that the most creeped out I got was the experience with the hospital with that lady mm-hmm. turning her head. That really creeped me out. I kind of I had to look yeah I had to look over my shoulder for a while after that, but. Other than that, and then hearing, oh, and the, uh, you ever watched that movie Paranormal, Paranormal Activity? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Many times. The, the second one with the German Shepherd, how it was growling at the door, and then they hear that loud bang. Mm-hmm. So I was at home, I, I was working graveyard, I was in Washington at the time, and I was working graveyard, and it was my off night, and it was really hard for me to fall asleep, so I sat in the living room, watched Paranormal Activity too. And right before that scene with the dog, my dog, which was laying right next to me, stands up low growls right to the door and then the her hair on her back stands up and she just fixated for a little while so i look at the tv and i'm like yeah fuck it it's time for me to go to sleep i'm not gonna stay up and and trying to figure out what the hell my dog is barking at so i i cut tail and went to my room right away after that so that was another time where i got creeped out but as far as like really really scared where i have a difficult time sleeping with the light uh, without the light now it hasn't happened since i was a kid oh i'll just have to keep trying I'll have to keep writing. Well, I'll yeah. get you eventually. Yeah, I'm. I'm right. up for the challenge. I, the, the, the last time I was so scared that I had to sleep with the light on was with when I watched Nightmare on Elm Street Part One, and I was how old that was that? A while ago. Yeah, I think I was <laughs> seven, eight. Like the years 80s, old. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was young. I was like seven or eight at the time. So no, yeah, because yeah, it was a. Uh, and when I watched in the, the part where the where the little girl walked through the body bag through the halls and she was dead and they unzipped her and all that was slugs or whatever crap came out. Yeah, that terrified me when I was young. I couldn't sleep for like three days. And I was Mine was the Amityville, I think it's time something. It's about a clock. You know what I'm talking about? I do. That one. That one terrified me for a little while after I saw it. But I watched it recently, like three years ago. And that movie's so stupid now. But... <laughs> Back in the day, it was scary. Yeah, anyway. that's 100%. I, I agree. You don't have a lot of time to read, but I'm totally going to refer you to a book. Okay, shoot. And oh. you might not find it as scary as me. So, Catherine Ramsland has a PhD. I believe it's a PhD. Anyway, she has a doctorate. Uh-huh. She actually also writes as Anne Rice, same person. Okay. But she didn't believe in ghosts, and so she went on a ghost adventure. She hooked up with people. They showed her how to use the equipment and she went to haunted places all over the world, starting her own investigating to see if she could actually catch any ghosts. And that book, I actually could not read it. I've never read, read a book at night that I would not read because I was scared to go to sleep after reading it. And I could not read her book at night. Oh, wow. What's, what's the name of the book? So it's called ghosts investigating the other side. And it's a first-hand account into the world of paranormal activity by Catherine Ramsland. And I I love that book. That is creepy. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm going to check it out. So if you want to get into ghost hunting, I'll actually kind of explain a little bit of how to start doing that, too. I, so you know. I do. I really want to start because there's a lot of places that I want to go take my kids and scare them. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend reading it. It's, it's freaky. I don't know if it's on audiobook, though. I don't see that it is. By looking at it here but it's definitely good and it's called a ghost investigating the other side mm-hmm. okay yeah awesome i thank you Let for me that what you think about it oh yeah i will see if i can get it checked out if not pick it up somewhere definitely okay. eve it's been a pleasure it really has i've had a lot of fun talking with you and every time we say we're trying to 
say our goodbyes, another conversation will pop up. Another 15 minutes. Okay. Well, I I appreciate you having me on the show. I appreciate you coming on the show. I really do. Thank you very much. It's been a blast. And I would definitely, I'm going to do the editing here as soon as we get off and I will edit out anything I've mentioned of your new adventure. That way you don't break any rules and you and I don't get in trouble because I don't want a note from your husband. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's not why I mentioned that, but okay. <laughs> oh, I know it wasn't, but it was, I mean, it was kind of hard to pass up. He's a lawyer. You're not supposed to talk about it. It, it was there. So I had to. Oh, <laughs> I was just saying it's easy because we can do contracts, you know? Yeah. Go through the contracts. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. I'll, I'll edit out. Uh, hopefully it doesn't sound choppy with the regular conversation we had in that, but I'll do my best. I'll see what magic I can work. So I greatly appreciate you. Thank you very much. And if you have any other plugs you would like to mention other than your books and your podcast. No, I'm good. Awesome. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will shoot you some names. I appreciate that too. And uh, I wish you the best on your future ventures and any other projects you have going on. Hopefully they succeed and you do well. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you too. Well, thank you very much. So with that, we are going to tie it or end it. I want to say tie it up, but we're going to end it. And uh, I appreciate you very much. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard Podcast. Grumbler.